Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets resilience in the fire. I want to thank you all for tuning in as I begin a brand new series entitled Resilience. This is from a Bible plan I wrote some time ago. And the motivational aim behind this seven-part series is to encourage listeners that although we go through our daily struggles and giving up might appear to fix the situations we find ourselves in or even delete them, that's not always the case, and it's not the case. But it's important to seek God's way and His direction in the midst of our trials and Life is not easy, and changes happen frequently, but we must stand boldly in God-honoring resilience, doing the right thing, despite the wrong things that are happening to us and around us. And it is my hope that during this podcast series, you are encouraged to live a life of resilience, no matter what is going on in your life. And I know it's easier said than done, but God can help us even when we experience situations where the fire and flames of life are so hot where it feels as if we're going to be burned or scorched. So as it relates to boldly exhibiting resilience in the fire, there are some people who have a desire to stand with confidence in the fiery situations of life, but sometimes popular opinion, peer pressure, and the need to please people and prove ourselves to people can totally set a person back and a person can get caught up in what everybody else is doing and even though it's not the right place to be or the right place to go, They just want to be accepted. They don't want to be looked at as either a square, an outsider, or an outcast. And I believe everyone listening has heard these statements, whether from a loved one, a friend, a peer, or you've said it yourself. And those statements include, I mean, everybody's doing it. Everybody's going. Top influencers say it's okay. Well-known people do this all the time. They did it. Look at them. They were successful. It's no harm in doing it. You'll be all right. What's wrong with you? It's not that bad. People have been doing this for a long time. But if we take a moment and analyze these statements and the reason behind them, most often someone is trying to convince someone to do something that goes contrary to morals, rules, procedures, protocol, or even common sense. But as it relates to the context of this podcast series, when some people make these statements, they could look at a person who is aiming to live a life of God-honoring integrity, and they see that that person is not doing what everybody else is doing. That particular person doesn't want to be the only person doing that thing or engaging in that activity by themselves and they want someone to co-sign on their negative behavior or their actions. All while they mock a person, ridicule a person, or project their uncomfortable feelings on someone who's made up in their mind the decision to follow God and do the right thing. 
So if the truth be told, everybody is not doing it. Everybody is not doing everything. Top influencers have their own opinions. Well-known people might not be consistent. Somebody probably did do something and were successful in an aspect of what they did, but you don't know exactly what they did to achieve the results that they're showing you. And someone can say all day long, it's no harm in doing that. It's okay. When in actuality, everything we do has a consequence associated with it. And reassuring someone that it's okay, it'll be all right. That's a false promise, especially when God told you not to do the very thing that somebody's encouraging you to do. And if somebody is running up on you, telling you or saying, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing that? Don't follow anything that they present to you, especially if it goes contrary to what God commanded you to do from the beginning. Okay, because it takes grit, it takes commitment and fortitude to make the resolution to firmly stand in God-honoring resilience. Because distractions will come your way. Your desires might feel as if they'll never manifest because of the path God has you on. And you might even encounter and provoke antagonists who attack your God-honoring actions because of your resiliency to aim towards God-honoring targets. And it also takes patience to walk in resilience because what will you do when you're standing for the things God told you to stand for and you're standing in this relationship with Jesus Christ and a friendship ends or a business partnership ends or a romantic relationship ends? Or let's say your opportunities and desires are put on pause. What will you do? Will you compromise form? Will you stop doing what you know to do that's right to do what you want to do outside of God's timing? And this has nothing to do with condemning anyone or judging anyone or pointing fingers at anyone because I believe we've all stepped out of God's will and we've done things outside of God's timing. The only one who is perfect is Jesus Christ. And our aim and our target is to be imitators of Christ. But I believe at one point in time, you as well as myself, we've done what we wanted to do. And when we look back on situations where we were guided and directed and prompted to wait in God's timing to do something and we basically did what we wanted to do, we see the consequences associated with those actions. No matter what it was, jumping at an opportunity too soon, speaking too soon, getting into something too soon, breaking away from something too soon. We see the consequences associated with our actions and we understand or we should understand some areas in our life where we were supposed to stick it out, live a life of resilience. But it goes back to what I was saying earlier. You have distractions. You have your own desires. You have what you want to do. 
And when we don't keep God as the focal point of our lives, our vision, our perception is blurry. And resilience is just not all about bouncing back from adversity. But resilience is standing right where we are, even if we have to stand in that uncertainty or in those fiery situations, experiencing the heat and the potential flames that look like they're coming our way. But we're standing there knowing that even though this is an obstacle, I don't see my way around this, I know I'm supposed to be here, and it's uncomfortable, but I'm trusting God to deliver me and come all the way through for me, even though I don't see myself out of this situation. And for anybody who's ever experienced a fiery situation where the heat and flames are screaming at you, I'm talking about screaming. They telling you, hey, turn away, give up, give in, bow down. But your spiritual insight and your relationship with God and the promptings from the Holy Spirit lets you know and you're able to see and you have insight beyond that particular moment. And since you have spiritual insight and fortitude and resilience, you are able to see what God is revealing to you beyond those heated, pressure-filled moments. And you know there is a reward for you and God will lead you on the right path. Although it appears that you're surrounded on every side. And it's amazing that when we go through these pressure-filled moments and we go through the fiery situations and heated moments of life, they can be used to refine us. And when we go through the refining process where God is burning some things out of our lives, it could be pride, selfishness, arrogance, all types of stuff, greed, that after he's through with us, we have and leave an impact in someone's life. And sometimes we don't go through the fire for ourselves. Sometimes we go through the fire where people can see God is glorified. And then people start turning to God because they see what we went through and how God delivered us and how we remain resilient. And now they want to serve a God like that because they've been going through fiery situations of life, but they didn't know how to deal with it. They didn't have an example to follow. And you hear this sometimes where people say sometimes the only Bible some people read is they look at another person's life. And that is so impactful because you don't know who you are influencing. So aim to not underestimate the impact of your life. Because some people think that their life is mediocre because they aren't on the big screen. and People don't know their name. They only have one follower. They haven't written all these books and... They haven't had the privilege to speak to millions of people at a time. No, you'd be surprised of the impression and influence one person living a life of God-honoring resilience makes on somebody else. And if you just think about your life and think about how you possibly impacted someone or you can think about somebody who was aiming to live a life of integrity and how they left an impression or impact or influence on you 
Now, of course, the person wasn't perfect, but they were aiming just to live a life of integrity. They tried to do the right thing. They were friendly to you. They cared about you. They respected you. They encouraged you. They didn't follow the crowd. And you probably did not know the issues that they were facing personally. But you realized in order to do what they were doing, they had to have encountered some type of obstacles and withstand some type of persecution. But they continued on even when people left them alone and people didn't understand them. They just continuously aimed to keep God first. And a person like that has an impact on somebody's life. And if you think about it, somebody's had an impact on your life, just like you've had an impact on someone else's life. And just seeing a person like that persevere through fires, flames, heat, uncomfortable situations, that makes another person feel like, oh my gosh, I mean, if they went through that, then I can. If they respected me, then I can respect others. If they made me feel valuable, then I can make others feel valuable. If they encourage me, I know I'm worth it and I can encourage somebody else. If they kept God first, then I believe I can keep God first. If they displayed resilience, then I believe I can display resilience, even though I'm going through my own situations. And that is where the ripple effect takes place because we all will experience the heated moments of life, but when we purposefully choose a life of resilience, then we are trusting God to come all the way through for us while we make an impact on someone else, a God-honoring impact. Just remember, if you're aiming to live a life of God-honoring resilience, keep on keeping on because your efforts are not in vain. And some people are labeled as outcasts because they choose not to follow the crowd and they aim to live a life of resilience. And this occurs a lot because we live in a world where it's not favorable to live contrary to the majority's bad decisions, immoral lifestyles, and illicit actions. And there will be some people who absolutely hate you and they don't even know you. All they know is that you have influenced someone to live a life of God-honoring resilience and you aim to do the same and they can't stand you. They don't like the mention of your name. They roll their eyes when you come up or if you come around, they can't stand you. And guess what? That's fine. Our aim is to not focus on people liking us because we are living for Christ now, I'm not saying to go around and just beat people upside the head with a Bible and berate them and disrespect them and not be a person that's relatable. I'm not saying that. I'm saying our aim is to live for Christ and live a lifestyle of God-honoring resilience, doing the right thing, even when the attacks come, because they will. And if we take a moment to visit God's Word and look at a story where three young men didn't follow the customs of the world, they were mocked, they were ridiculed, they were sneered at, and people didn't like them. They couldn't stand them. And it was so bad where people used their influence, their mouths, their voice to kill the God-honoring, resilient nature these young men displayed, all because they didn't acquiesce to the claims of 
Everybody's doing it. Everybody's going. Top influencers say it's okay. Well-known people do this all the time. They did it. Look at them. They were successful. Man, it's no harm in doing this. You'll be all right. Man, what's wrong with you? It's not that bad. People have been doing this for a long time. See, all of these statements and thoughts were probably going on around them, but they didn't fall for the hype. These three young men understood that people were doing things that were wrong. God didn't approve of it. Even though people were trying to persuade them to do what they were doing, they were resilient. So I'm going to read Daniel, the third chapter, in the 8th through the 30th verse. And I encourage you to read this chapter on your own in its entirety and ponder on what God is revealing to you here. And God might possibly show you some things that I'm not even going to cover right now that will help you live a life of resilience. But I'm going to read right now. Some Chaldeans took the occasion to come forward and maliciously accuse the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. You as king have issued a decree that everyone who hears the sounds of the horn, the flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music must fall down and worship the gold statue. Whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. There are some Jews you have appointed to manage the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men have ignored you, the king. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Then in a furious rage, Nebuchadnezzar gave orders to bring in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar asked them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Is it true that you don't serve my gods or worship the gold statue that I have set up? Now if you are ready when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music, fall down and worship the statue I made. But if you don't worship it, you will immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire and who is the God who can rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king Nebuchadnezzar, We don't need to give you an answer to this question. If the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire. And he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. But even if he does not rescue us, we want you as king to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with rage, and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He gave orders to heat the furnace seven times more than was customary, and he commanded some of the best soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. So these men, in their trousers, robes, head coverings, and other clothes, were tied up and thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. Since the king's command was so urgent, and the furnace extremely hot, the raging flames killed those men who carried Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego up. And these three men, Shadrach, 
Meshach and Abednego fell bound into the furnace of blazing fire. Then King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm. He said to his advisors, Didn't we throw three men bound into the fire? Yes, of course, your majesty, they replied to the king. He exclaimed, Look, I see four men, not tied, walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace of blazing fire and called, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come out. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. When the satraps, prefects, governors, and the king's advisors gathered around, they saw that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men. Not a hair of their heads was singed. Their robes were unaffected, and there was no smell of fire on them. Nebuchadnezzar exclaimed, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel and rescued his servants who trusted in him. They violated the king's command and risked their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I issue a decree that anyone of any people, nation, or language who says anything offensive against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be torn limb from limb and his house made a garbage dump. For there is no other God who is able to deliver like this. Then the king rewarded Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So you see what happened here. You have three young men who were among their co-workers, their peers, classmates, neighbors, people they knew in the community, but these people lived contrary to God's commands. They sought to project their way of life on these young men because they wanted them to accept what they were doing, accept how they were living, accept that they didn't stand for righteousness in an attempt to justify that popular opinion is okay. Nothing's wrong with that. Everybody's doing it. But the truth of the matter is, everybody was not doing it, especially people living in God-honoring resilience. So the king orders everybody to fall face down and worship the 90-foot gold statue. He wanted people to listen to and accept the music he played. He wanted people to accept the images, the idols, and non-productive statues he created. He wanted people to bow down to his title that insinuated that he was higher than God. And the consequence was, if you didn't follow the crowd, you'd be thrown in the fire. And how many of you have experienced someone or a group of people wanting you to burn because you didn't follow their lifestyle? You didn't follow and acquiesce to their behavior. You didn't follow and acquiesce to their way of doing things. So these three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't follow the crowd and they were resilient in following God. And they saw people bowing down, but they didn't bow down. They witnessed people laying down on the ground to please somebody. Have you ever seen somebody lay down and get real low? to please somebody who didn't give a rat about them. 
they was going to walk all over them anyway. But they just had to lay down and just take it and do what these people said because they'd be accepted one day. These three young men watched people lower themselves in an attempt to prove their loyalty. They watched people cower down because everybody else was doing it. And it was because of their resilience in God and boldly standing for God and to worship God only that they didn't do this. And then that's when the attacks came because they were focused on standing in God, honoring resilience, even in the midst of the fire. And when they didn't follow the crowd, they were called out and then they were provoked to explain themselves all while people doubted what God could do and would do for the person who stands in God honoring resilience, serving and trusting him. Now, these three young men, they were resilient and they chose God over men. They chose God over their life. They chose God over their comfortability. They chose God over conflict. They chose God over their job. They chose God over their relationships. They chose God in front of people for everybody to see. They chose God publicly. And even in the midst of ridicule, pain, scorning, they let it be known. God was on the throne and he had the power to come through for them, whether it was seen or witnessed by anyone. And they would rather burn than follow the crowd and worship anything or anyone other than God the Father. Now, that's resilience right there. And the king was angry. And how many of you have experienced someone display anger towards you because you won't bow down or bend or go against what God has commanded you to do? It happens a lot. And you have people get upset and angry because you won't look at certain things. You won't say certain things. You won't participate in certain things. You won't acquiesce to certain things. You won't involve yourself in certain things. You won't play or entertain yourself with certain things. You won't consume certain things. You won't pay for certain things. And boy, do they get angry. And I mean, they get so angry where they're seeking to burn you. And it's probably not a burn where it's a physical burn, but it could be an emotional burn. They could seek to burn your character, burn your reputation, burn your comfort level, burn your peace, burn your space, burn your dreams, burn your desires, burn your opportunities, burn your relationships because you won't bow down. And they're mad because you're remaining resilient. So King Nebuchadnezzar throws the young men in the furnace. And King Nebuchadnezzar gives the orders to make the furnace seven times hotter. But God came through for them. And we read how they turned up the heat. And the men who threw them in the furnace burned. And isn't that something? When people seek to burn you up and burn your character and burn your life or do anything where they're trying to create a burning sensation that's negative and they hope it's long-lasting where it takes you out, that they can't even take the heat themselves because they aren't resilient, so they perish. 
and their plans perish and their plans burn up. Their attempts burn up, their taunts burn up, their words burn up right along with them. So King Nebuchadnezzar had to stand up because he realized, hey, didn't we throw three men in? I see four. And they're not even burned up. They're alive. Looks like they were probably covered by the angel of the Lord. Now this whole entire story should serve as encouragement for you today. That even when people seek to burn you, mock you, ridicule you because you're aiming to live a life of God-honoring resilience, your impact will be seen by someone. And it could be seen by the very person who tried to destroy you. And when they see the fires you go through and how you aim to live a life of God-honoring resilience... They will see, well, man, Christ is with them. God is walking with them. I witness other people die from the very flames that they're experiencing. But they're alive? Man, this is something. I tried to burn everything associated with them up, but it looks like they are refined. They look better coming out than when they went in. Who is this God that they serve? Who is Jesus? What is Jesus doing for them? Because I need him to do that for me. Okay? And as I stated at the beginning of this podcast episode, your life matters and the impact and impression you leave on someone when you live a God-honoring life impacts people. It does. So remain encouraged and know that when you stand in resilience, God will save you and come through for you And your experience will powerfully impress, impact, and influence others now and later. And the scripture I would like to leave you with is Hebrews, the 11th chapter in the 6th verse. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who seeks him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I wanted to leave you with this scripture because it is very encouraging for anyone who wants to begin or continue in maintaining a life of God-honoring resilience. And our aim should be to live a life that pleases God, not man. And we are to do things decently and in order, and we are to adhere to authority. But that doesn't mean to compromise and throw away godly principles and live in a way that goes contrary to God's commands for your life. And it's important to stand boldly and live a life of resilience, of following God, despite how people talk about you or how they try to bait you in to do the wrong things. And we should have a trust and faith in God, knowing that whatever he told us to do, it's for a reason and that no matter what is going on, God has the power to deliver us, but we have to trust in him because if we don't trust in him and have faith in him, it's impossible to please him. And our trust and faith should never be in pleasing man and their corrupt ways, no matter how tough life gets. Aim to exhibit resilience even though you're going through the fire. Thank y'all for tuning in. Visit Dr. Kenitra Bryant. Dot com to download the Resilience Devotional on the site. 
You can order inspirational apparel also, and you have the option to connect with me on Instagram and aim towards the target. I have a few Bible plans on the YouVersion Bible app that you can check out, but for those who want to use the Bible plans as an individual or group Bible study, you can download those Bible plans directly from my website. Enjoy the remainder of your day. Peace and God bless.